been uh, Proverbs 23, 7, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The second one was Romans 12, 2, That you be uh, not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How am I transformed? By renewing my mind to the Word of God. I've got to start thinking in line with the Word of God on a daily basis. Now, you, you think about this right now, and this, this may identify you, but there are a lot of angry people, mad people in our society. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they're pushing and shoving and hating. And every morning before they even get out of bed, they're mad. They're angry. And what ends up happening there is that stuff will kill you on the inside. And so a lot of that happens, guys. It comes from a mindset that, that starts taking place. And so when I say that, I don't have to live that way. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to be that way. Now, once I start renewing my mind to the things that God says I can be, man, it'll change you. I don't have to go in that flow of anger and being mad. Now, look with me in, in Matthew chapter 24. And we're going to look at verse 10. Actually, starting in verse 3 there, it says, The signs of the times and the end. Now, every one of us knows that the only one knows the end time is Father God. But he does give us some little nuggets in here. And he says, this will be some of the signs that the time is, is rapidly closing. Now look in verse number 10 and look what this says. It says, and then many will be offended. And they will betray one another. And they will hate one another. The message says, dog eat dog. Everyone at each other's throat hating each other. Now, if you'll notice in there, one of the characteristics of the end times is many. Many will be offended. Many will live in a state of offense. And all you got to do is get in society right now and you see that. And people are mad. People are angry. And maybe this is describing you right now. But if you'll look at some of the characteristics that go with being angry, look what he says. Then they will betray one another and they will hate one another and so they will begin to live with a, a life of fault finding always finding fault always mad and angry now that may be you today i got good news for you you're going to see some truth tonight that'll help you look look back to your right to the book of mark chapter number 11 mark chapter number 11 and i just want you to begin to see some things that must be established even as in our mindset, with this is what the Word of God says. For every one of us. I'm going to tell you right now, there are no exemptions to this, okay? I don't care how special you think you are. There is no exemptions. Mark 11, verse 25. And when who? When you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Now, here's the point in saying this right here, that Jesus is trying to convey this, to us, that if I don't forgive other people, it damns up the things of God for what he wants to do in my life, for what he wants to do in your life. The Amplified says it this way, let it drop, leave it, and let it go. Now, let's really dig into this verse a little bit tonight. And whenever you stand praying... If, if, now that's a big word, if you have anything against anyone. Now here's the thing about that. 
if you're praying with offense in your heart and you're praying with a bad attitude and you're angry, I'm going to tell you right now, the Lord's ears are not opening to your prayers. They're not. I don't care who you are. You can't get around this. Now think here just for a minute. I must adopt the very thought of my mind of forgiveness in me. How do I begin to do that, Pastor? I begin to, to make myself very aware of walking in forgiveness. I mean, if you've never done this, you're going to have to make a conscious effort to do this. It's kind of like um, at the start of a new year. You know, people come out with New Year's resolutions. I'm going to work out and I'm going to lose weight. Great thought. But here's the thing is, as long as people stay focused, I've got to go to the gym, I've got to go to the gym, and they become very aware of what they're eating, it becomes a habit. It becomes a daily routine. And you know, they say specifically that anything you do for 21 days straight, it'll become a habit. I believe this even with the Word of God. When you begin to ask the Holy Spirit to help you, oh, put that in my mind, put that in my thoughts, put that in my heart, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to forgive, I'm going to forgive, I'm going to forgive. Things will begin to happen for each one of us. Now when you look at this, forgiveness is for my good. Forgiveness is for my benefit. But I must set my mind right now, I'm not going to live offended. I'm not going to live angry. I'm not going to relive bitter or resentful. Now, look real close at verse 26, what is said. But if you do not forgive, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you your trespasses. Now this is big for each one of us. And so what he's talking about here, there is a condition of prevailing prayer for every one of us. And you know what it is? I gotta forgive. I gotta forgive. Now listen, when it comes to forgiveness, that doesn't mean what people have done to you wasn't wrong. It just means that there's an inward poison that will stay within you. Now, this is one of those things that goes against everything within you as a human being. But once again, when I begin to trust what the Word of God says, and I begin to release that, how is one way I release it? Well, I've got to get my mind set on this. The other way is when I begin to speak it out of my mouth. And I'm going to tell you, that is a huge step. It will go against everything within you. And so it would be like if J.J. did me wrong. I, and he hadn't, but I'm just going to use J.J. for an illustration. And I'm going to tell you, I, I, I've got the thought of it. I've got to forgive him. I've got to forgive him. I've got to forgive him. One of the best ways to ignite that within me is I begin to say out of my mouth, Father God, I forgive J.J. I forgive him for despising me. I forgive him for cursing me. I forgive him for despitefully using me. Those are all terms that are in the Bible. And so when I begin to release that out of my mouth, it starts doing something. Now I'm going to tell you right now, if you've never done it, it will be a great step of faith because what will happen is your mouth will want to go paralyzed. I mean, it'll take everything within you at times to say it. But I tell you guys, when I start transforming my mind and saying, Father God, I've got to forgive him. Help me, help me, help me. Something happens when I begin to release it out of my mouth. And when I release it out of my mouth, I take it a step farther and I say this, Father God, everything I've asked you to do for me today, I ask you to do that for JJ. 
Bless JJ. Fill his life with joy. Fill his life with peace. And on the inside, everything within you saying, not, not, not. Everything on the inside of you is really wanting to say the, uh, the, the, the Brutus prayer. You know what the Brutus prayer is? Break his kneecaps. And I'm going to tell you guys, I've got to get over in faith and I've got to get a hold of this. And I've got to begin to look at this. Now look back in the book of Matthew, chapter number 18. Matthew 18, I'm going to make a statement as you're turning there. I'm going to tell you right now, not only do I got to let go of my fences, but you change the way you think. You start making yourself aware of forgiveness in your, in your mind. Your feelings will catch up. If you're waiting till you feel like it, it's not going to happen. You're never going to feel like it. But when I start renewing my mind to the Word and I get that thought in me and I start acting on it, my, my feelings will, they'll catch up. And I'll begin to walk and say, oh, Father God, bless them. Bless them. Now, even in Jesus' life, guys, he had this dilemma. Jesus had to forgive people. Now, here's a great verse for you. And I'm just going to quote it to you. It's 1 Peter 2.23. It says in the message, they called him every name in the book. And he said nothing back. He suffered in silent, content to let God set things right. This was Jesus. And remember, I mean, he did nothing wrong. He had no sin. But yet he just sat there and he kept his mouth shut. Remember what mama used to say? You can't say anything good about anybody. Don't say anything at all. That's true. And so even in Jesus' life, he's had this dilemma. And there's times in my life, guys, I've had people that have said some of the ugliest things about me and about this church. And I'm telling you, I'll get fired up. I want to lay hands on them. And then I'll read these scriptures. And you know what? I, I, there's a lady who said some of the most abrupt and just grieving things here lately. And I'm telling you, I looked and, and I... I, I wanted to say stuff, but I didn't. And I could tell I was beginning to grow in this area. You know what the Lord said to me? He said, they'll know you by your fruit. Don't worry about it. It's not that big of a thing. Just let it go. And so what happens is when people yak about you and do those things, that offense is like a leech. It tries to suck on you. And if you allow it to, it'll bite on you. And you know what a leech does? He'll suck all the blood out. He'll suck the life out. That's exactly what unforgiveness and living in offense will do to each one of us. It'll, it'll take your livelihood. Now, even the disciples ran into the, this dilemma. Look in Pro, uh, Matthew 18, verse 21. Then Peter came to Jesus and he said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? How often? Now, he uses the word sin, and when you think someone's sin against you, that hurts. That's tough. Now, right here, Peter says, how many times I must forgive him for this offense? And as I begin to look at this, it's very clear that someone was getting underneath Peter's hood. They were coming into the hood of his life, and it was becoming disturbing, and at times, when you study the disciples' life, for the most part, they spent time with each other. I wondered if it wasn't one of the other disciples. Now, I don't know that's true, 
But what happens in here, I believe sometimes we become offended because of other people's personality. Because it may not be like yours. And you get mad at them. They don't do things like you do. So it's a personality conflict. Maybe they have certain habits that you don't like. But I must understand the very principles right here the Lord Jesus said. And so Peter says here, how many times I must forgive him. And then you know what he says? He thinks he's real spiritual. He says seven times. He thinks he's going to impress Jesus. Seven times? Seven times? But what we got must understand here, guys, when offense comes, whatever it is, the devil will use it to steal your peace. When you bite that and you take that bait, he will use it to, to come against you. Now look what Jesus responds in verse 22. And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Now when Jesus said this, guys, this is not a mathematical formula. Seven times 70 is 490. So Peter's sitting there thinking, 386, 387, 388. He looks and says, you know what? I've only got a hundred more times and I've made it. Now, that wasn't what Jesus was saying. You know what Jesus was telling us? Make it a lifestyle. Let that mindset get in you that I'm just going to walk in forgiveness and I'm going to walk in love every day because you know what happens? Every day you're going to have the chance to be offended. And I encourage you right now, if you work with someone that ticks you off and you get offended on your way to work tomorrow, begin to ask the Lord, say, help me, help me. I do not want to walk in offense. And begin to get that mindset. I'm going to walk in forgiveness. I'm going to walk in love. And when you get in traffic, I'm going to walk in love. I'm not going to allow them to offend me, even when they cut me off. And usually, you know when that happens with me? The first block on the way to work. I probably, almost every time, and you know what happens out of my mouth a lot of times? You idiot. I'll say it, and then I'll like, oh gosh, help me Lord. I want to speak blessings out of my mouth. I don't want to do that. You know, you find out just how, how easy it is to get offended in traffic. So really, you look at it, all the, ra uh, the road rage that goes on, you know what that is? That's angry. They're mad. They take offense on the littlest things. And so what I found out about offense, it is like a rash. You give it a little speck and all of a sudden, man, it'll start taking over your whole body. It will start dominating. It'll suck the life out of you. And so what happens, you are always plotting. I'm going to get even. The last thing I do, I'm going to get even. Not what Jesus said. And so even right here with Peter, he says, Pete, listen, dude. You've got to start having this mentality, this mindset. Walk in love, walk in forgiveness all the time. Actually, 1 Peter 4, 8 says that the love of God covers a multitude of, of sin. You know what it does? You know what love does? It forgives and it disregards the offense. And here's one thing you've got to ask yourself. Do you allow people to be human? Do you allow people to make mistakes? Or do you expect people to be divine? Everybody has to tiptoe around you. 
Well, Pastor, I'm inclined not to let people get away with anything. Well, you can do that. But you sow mercy, you'll reap mercy. You sow harshness, you'll reap harshness. I love Matthew 5, 9. You know what it says? Blessed are the peacemakers, not the peace breakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they are the sons of God. And so there's times you've got to put on that heart, Lord, I'm going to be a peacemaker. I'm going to be a peacemaker. Even in your office. Don't get caught up with all the yakking and yakking and gossiping and people. Become the peacemaker. You know what? The sun's going to come back up tomorrow. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Now, I don't want you to think, guys, I've got this down to a fine art. I've got to walk this out every day. But the more I put on the mindset, I'm conscious of it, very aware in my mind. I'm going to walk in forgiveness. I'm going to walk in forgiveness. I'm not going to hold on to that offense. And once again, I'm going to reiterate, when you do, it's like a leech. That leech is going to leech on to you. Now look with you uh, back just a couple pages to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. And in this passage here, Jesus himself was sending out the disciples. And he tells them, listen boys, here's your commission. Uh, Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you receive, freely give. So he's sending them out. Now get this here, I'm just going to read this one verse in this passage, verse 14. And whoever will not receive, welcome, or accept you, nor hear your words when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your, uh, your feet. Quickly withdraw. Now, you know why Jesus was telling this? He was saying this in essence. Listen, boys, I'm going to tell you right now, in this thing called life, you're going to be rejected. You're going to have people that will reject you and they will probably try to offend you. Now, you know what he's saying here? Shake it off. You know what the shake it off means to me right here? It means refuse to give in to it. I mean, if you don't learn to shake it off and get it, once again, it's that leech. And so I try not even to entertain the thought. When people say stuff, when people do things that are irritating to me, I got them, just forgive them, just go on. Shake it off, it's going to be okay. Now here's the point in that. If you shake it off, you keep your peace. But if you allow it to leech on to you, you lose your peace. Because why? I begin to plot. That's a bad, there was, they wronged me so bad. They wronged me so And so again, what ends up happening? I begin to plot and I begin to think, how can I get even? Instead, have the mind, just shake it off. Just shake it off and go forward. Uh, you know, this happened to me a couple Sundays ago. He's a young man. Bless him. But after the service, he comes up and says to me, I want to talk to you. And I said, okay. And, and he says this to me. He's young, I don't know, 22, 23, somewhere in there, I guess. He says, I want you to know you weren't biblical today. And I said, oh, yeah? I said, tell me how I wasn't. And he starts yakking. And I mean, it, he had a big S, not on his chest, on his forehead. And it said, stupid. And I didn't tell him that. I just I let, him, I li- let him talk and I listened. And you know what? I could have picked that up. And I finally said to him, I said, listen, buddy, have you ever been married? No. 
Well, then you're an expert on it, aren't you? Have you ever had kids? No. Well, you're an expert on that. And, I mean, he, he went after us, the church, as just the stupidest things. And I just sat there, and I thank God the love of God came on me. Because I'm going to tell you, there was another side on the inside of me. And I didn't, it wasn't the love of God. It wasn't the love of God. Actually, Raul was standing over there watching me. And I thought, oh, man, somebody may have to get over here pretty quick because I'm not going to sit here. And, well, it's easy to let, let that leech on you. And you know what? My thought was, oh, I wish he'd come back the next week. I'll blast him. And I go, let the word of God teach people, you know. Let just God confront. Let God help us. But it comes back again, even in a situation like that. You don't know what the day's going to entitle. You know what? don't know what people are going to say and do. But I do know this. There's an opportunity every day for me to walk in a fence. And you think about all the different arenas. You can get offended at your wife over the stupidest thing. And guess what? When that begins to happen, how many? No, we don't ask for no hands. Just this thought. How many of us will this mess us up for days? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk to her. I'm gonna really make her suffer. Actually, she's back there rejoicing. Thank God I don't have to talk to him today. I'm, I'm, I'm really going to make her pay this time. So what ends up happening there? That offense begins to take, and you know what? You begin to plot. Your mind begins to race. I'll do this, I'll get it. And so once again, you can use this analogy in every arena of my life, but it comes back. i got to start getting the mindset. I'm going to walk in forgiveness. I'm going to walk. And you know what that is? That's guarding your heart. That's guarding your heart. Now, if you've ever said the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, you know what you said? Father God, I ask you to forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. Now, just think what we just said there. Father God, I ask you to forgive me my trespasses as I forgive them. Now, let me ask you something. How did you forgive them? I didn't, Pastor. I've cussed them. I've said, get them, get them, get them. But now, wait a minute. He said... Forgive me just as I've forgiven them. Now, when we really put that into the light of the Word of God, I'm telling you, I better start forgiving. I better start walking in this because it's going to bottle me up. Look with me in one more passage here. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. What ends up happening, guys, is we begin to, to meditate on it. And we begin to meditate on it. We begin to meditate on it. And before long, you know what happens? You get into what I call explode mode. I'm going to get even. I'm going to get even. You plot, you plot, you plot, you plot. You plot and you keep plotting. You know, years ago, I had a girl that started coming to church. Some of you have heard this story. We were out on Briarcroft, and she shows up. Man, she, I don't know how many kids. Just a bunch of kids. She comes back the next week. Very pretty, very pretty woman. She still writes me to this day. Comes back the next week. Every time she comes back, she's bringing more and more kids. And so I finally begin to, to be able to communicate with her, just be able to talk and ask her things. I said, how'd you find out about us? She said, I begin to go through the yellow pages. And she said, I saw you in your wife's picture in there. And she said, the Lord said, go there. They'll love you. I thought, this is interesting. So she keeps coming back. 
So over the, the months, man, I don't know how many people she brought to church. You're talking about a soul winner. Just, so I said, I, I'd kind of like to take you and all your kids out to lunch. I said, what would be special for your kids to eat? And she said, oh, they would love to go to Chuck E. Cheese. And I thought, oh, crud, why didn't I say that? <laughs> so I go to Chuck E. Cheese. We go in there and we begin to sit and eat and her kids are just having fun. I mean, something that they didn't get to do was very special. So I said, would you tell me a little bit about your life? And she said, yeah. She begins to share with me that at a young age, she was raped, sexually molested, abused, violated in every which way by an uncle. She said she saw her dad do some ugly things to her mom. She comes home from school one day, and she notices at a distance her younger brother's on the porch. But there's police officers all around her house. She walks up and looks at him and says, what happened? And her brother is almost in a state of shock, literally. He said, dad blew mom's head off and turned the gun on himself. So now she's without anybody. She goes to live with an uncle. He sexually abuses her. She gets out of that, goes with, lives with her best friend. Her best friend's father and brother sexually abuse her. She gets married. Her husband beats her up and just violates her incredibly. And I'm, I'm sitting there looking, guys. I don't know how you even survive, how you're existing without everything you're, with everything you're going through. You'd never known it. She had the love of God. And so she said, my husband right now is in prison and started naming all the things. And so I just said to her, so every man you've really ever known has really been a dud, haven't they? And she said, yeah. And I said, tell me how you're existing right now. How you even make it through a day with all this? And she said, I've forgiven every one of them. She said, I can walk around them. I can love them. And I begin to look at her. And I sit there and thought, this is a woman who's been through all this and she can forgive people. That I have a hard time forgiving people who cut me off in traffic. And this became such a shock to me. I'm thinking, once again, how so many people minister to me instead. Well, I'm the pastor. I'm gonna and she's ministering to me and I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm boohooing at Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, it's, it's tearing me up. And so I become, I, I, I get a, a great rapport with her. And it, it became such, just a sweet relationship with me and Shelly and her. And guys, I cried when she was going to move. She moved to Mississippi. But I sit there and look at that and I think, if I was ever to write a book, she would be in it. Just because people like that, they become spiritual heroes to me. When I think, so many people in this room have gone through stuff most of us don't even know. We're not even aware of. But yet they can walk out forgiveness. And guys, it wasn't a put on. She had the life of God. When she would come in, you know what she told me? She said, Pastor, I'm believing God for a bigger vehicle because she said, I'll bring all the kids from my, my apartment complex with me. You know what happens? Two weeks later, a lady in the church says, Pastor, I don't know why I'm supposed to do this, but I'm supposed to bless her with a minivan. I looked and said, yeah. And I thought, this was a woman of faith, man. When she prayed, things happened. And there were times people would come in, and I'd say, lay your hands on them. 
She'd go over there and lay their hands on them, and I'm telling you, the power of God would come in there, and I would think, that's because her heart's right. So I always want to put hope in something. I don't know what you've been through today, but God still honors these things. Is it always easy? No. No. Look right here in John 14, verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he'll teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all things that I said to you. I'm going to tell you right now. This is one of your greatest resources is the Holy Spirit. He's called there the Helper. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's many times in my life I will say, I can't do this in my own abilities. Holy Spirit, you've got to help me. You've got to help me. He goes on to say in verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Now listen. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. I bulled out every, every translation I have in there. Don't let your heart be upset, distraught, fearful, intimidated, unsettled. And he says, let not. Let not. You know what he's telling me? Stop permitting it. Stop allowing it. Begin to say, okay, Holy Spirit, you can help me in this area. You can revive me in this area. You can begin to, to put something into me where I can do this. Now, this is your next and your next power thought. If you've been here the last few weeks, the first one was Philippians 4.13. 4, I can do all things through Christ. No matter what the day presents itself, no matter what goes on, I can do all things through Christ. And I do know some of you have had a rough week. But you can do it. He's going to help you. Number two is God loves me. That's Ephesians 1. God loves me. Once again, I encourage you on your way home, look in the mirror. Say, God loves me. Ooh, God loves me. And some of you say, Pastor, I can't say. Yes, you can. He does love you. But you don't know what I've done. Well, his love isn't based on what you've done or not done. God loves me. Ooh, God loves me. He loves me. He really likes me. The third one. 2 Timothy 1.7. God hadn't given me a spirit of love. I mean, God hadn't given me a spirit of fear, but a love power and a sound mind. I don't have to be dominated by fear. I do, in any area of my life. Now here's your one this week. Father God, I ask you right now. Help me to be quick to forgive and not easily offended. Help me, Lord. I thank you, Father God. I am quick to forgive and I'm not easily offended. I'm going to tell you right now. Some of you need to get that mindset. That's, this may be a nugget for you. This may be a keeper for you. Thank you, Father God. I forgive quickly and I'm not easily offended. I'm going to end with this story. This happened to me in my old job. Um, I was in a situation where over the years, you know, the, the guys I worked with, anytime they'd get into a bad situation, they'd come to me. Well, one of them caught me one day and said, man, listen, listen, my marriage is, I need to talk to you. And I said, okay. So I met with him and talked to him and just tried to encourage him in some areas. So what happened was I had taken a break. And when he saw me, I took a longer break than I should have. Someone ratted me off or whatever. 
So I walk into my boss, and he asked me, he said, did you take a longer break today than you're supposed to? And I said, yes, sir, I did. I said, I don't make a habit of it. And I said, I'll tell you right now, I was wrong. I owned up to what I did. I was wrong. So a few minutes later, he brings me and the other guy in. You know what they said to me? They said, we're going to give you 15 working days off without pay. Three weeks. I'm like, oh my gosh. You're talking about rocking me. I'm thinking, now this is going to be great news to walk in and tell Shelly, hey, got some good news. I'm off for three weeks without pay. And so we walk out to the car and the guy with me said, hey man, these guys do a lot more than that. I'm going to go back in there and tell them everything. And I said, uh-huh, uh-huh. What we did was wrong and we're going to be men about it. And so right there, guys, I begin to walk this out. Now, you know what my natural side is? I'm, I'm going to get some dynamite. I'll blow this thing up. You want to do this to me? We can play those games. But we can put on forgiveness and not be in it. So, man, God started dealing with my heart. And this is what the Lord said. He said, if you'll walk in forgiveness and just speak blessings over and don't take offense to this. Don't begin to plot. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. He said, I'll take care of you. So I said, okay, okay. After the 15 days had gone by, guys, I had made more money in that time than I had in my regular job. God had blessed me so much that the guy that got laid off, I hired him to work for me for those three weeks. And he was freaking me out. People were calling, can you do this? I can do that. I can do this. I can. And I had so much work lined up. So we go back after the 15 days off, and I can tell. Everybody's kind of like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Everybody's watching eyes. How are they going to be when they come in here? Guys, I was early. I went walking in, shook my bosses, and said, Hey, boys, I'm glad to be back. Glad to be here. Not the other guy. You know what he said? I'll never go into that break room again. On them at the Christmas party. They won't ever see me again. Da, 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 da. I'm like, you can live that way, buddy, not me. And when I got around my boss, I wasn't going to. He's like, hey, how are you? And guess what? That isn't my natural me. 30 years ago, you know what? It's on, buddy. It's on. You better hope your car starts today. I'm just being serious and truthful with you. That's how we think in the world when they're there. But God began to do something. That's why I said this, guys. When your mindset will get where I'm just going to walk in forgiveness, no matter what the days, and my feelings will catch up to it. And it was almost shocking to me. I'm thinking, man, this isn't me. This isn't me. And Shelly would begin to say, man, God is working in you. There's debris falling off of you every day. Well, this is what it is when I begin to make myself conscious in my mind of these things. So stand up for the nursery workers. I have to walk in forgiveness and they hold a fence at me. Listen, I don't know what you're going through right now. 